Hey, it's Adam from Splendid Sports. This is the seventh edition of Three and Three, where my guest shows three of their favorite cards in their collection. And then we look at three cards that they hope to add to their collection in the future. I am joined by Mr. Sammy Thunder. Sammy, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, Adam? Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. Um, I got to give a shout out first to Mike, Junk Wax Hero. He recommended uh, you at the end of our three and three that I did with him. And I'm happy that we've been able to put this together finally. Uh, it took me a while to, to get in touch with you, but so happy to have you on here. I've been watching a bunch of your videos. And before we get into the cards, um, I want to just kind of get a, a, a brief rundown of your channel. From what I gather, um, this is not hard to do, but you're a lot more of a what I would call an active hobbyist than me. I'm more of a very uh, lazy hobbyist these days where I do everything online, all my buying. I do a little selling on eBay. Um, but you are someone who goes to card shows. You buy and sell at card shows. I see you on your videos at flea markets, card shops. So you are definitely out there doing all facets of the hobby. Um, so maybe you could just give us give us a rundown of um, what you're up to and, and what your channel's about. Yeah, so you hit it right on the head. Um, essentially, my channel is centralized around the exploration factor, uh, visiting shops, shows, flea markets, tag sales. And personally, I love it. I love doing that. I love being able to kind of provide an experience for those that may not have the access to see the shows or shops. And I've definitely gotten some feedback from some people that they enjoy it because one, it gives them a perspective on what the cost of cards are. Like uh, they can kind of get a better idea of what, if they were to go to a show, how much they should expect to pay. And another thing is just the, you know, just seeing the variety of tables. So you can go from table to table and see what some of these prices are going for. So you kind of get a different perspectives from different sellers. Yeah, like today I was I was watching, I think your video came out um, today, Friday, and I it was the one where you were doing an SGC reveal. And yeah. uh, I think the, the cards that you were revealing the grades of were from like a couple videos back where you were at a card shop. I think it was like uh, the Village card shop or, or something like that. Yeah. You were playing those raw and then we get to see the finished product when they're coming back from SGC. So that's I, I love stuff like that. That's yeah, that's another thing. I don't know. I can't really explain the reason why I do it. I think it's just the funness of it is I love buying raw cards. I generally do not like to buy graded cards with there are a few exceptions. Um, I generally like to buy raw cards and inspect them obviously before I make big purchases like that. But I like to buy them raw because I like to send them in myself and uh, kind of predict what the grade is going to be. And then when it comes back, I can do a reveal like I did today. And for the most part, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I've been pretty good at predicting the grade so far. I've been a little, I've been a little off on some of them, but you know, we're, we're all collectors. We're all learning. So you never stop learning in this hobby. And you're a Boston sports fan. Yeah, kind of uh, kind of weird being from New York, but I grew up a Boston Celtics fan uh, and a New York Mets fan. 
by proxy. So, well, you just to that video today, I was watching those cards that you were revealing the grades from SGC from, and we had Larry Bird, Tommy Heinsohn. I mean, you you had me right there with those two. I mean, yeah. as a lifelong Celtics fan, Red Sox fan, Patriots fan. I mean, you got you got me uh, you got me excited about those cards, seeing those reveals. Um, so I, it's I a real you collects what I do too. It's a real shame with that Larry Bird, though. That was a real yeah, shame. Yeah, came back authentic, right? Yeah, and. You know, they, again, this is just me, my learning, a learning curve. I don't buy a lot of FLIR 86. And so I bought one at a show back, I don't want to say, uh, oh, God, it must have been April, maybe March or April, and some show in the city. And there was a guy who had a binder, and he was, the entire FLIR set was in there, including the Jordan. I'm thinking the Jordan rookie card was inside a bunch of, like, sleeved pages, and in my mind, I'm thinking there's no way this one is real. No one in their right mind would leave it in a binder, but, you know, I kind of, I saw the bird and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to see what this guy wants for it. And uh, he, I, I think I ended up paying like 40 or 50 bucks for it. And again, it's just my you know learning experience. You have to really inspect the card and, uh, you know, you have to, you have to look out for those Sharpies because they'll, they'll be there sometimes. Yeah, that, I mean, that 86 bird looked great. I mean, it had great centering on it, which is tough in those. Right to left centering was good. So right. I, I had a similar scenario with cards like that where I got a couple back that, yeah, I said was color added, and I bought them raw too. And I couldn't find the – I don't know. I looked them over, and it's so hard It's so hard to tell, you know. But, yeah, it's tough when you get stuff like that. Yeah, you just have to keep, keep a close eye. Um there's an app on my phone that I use where you could, it actually works really well. It uh, activates the flash and you can use it to zoom in and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't create a shaky unsteady camera. It actually does a really good job and you can freeze on a certain portion of the card and capture it as a picture. And I think it's really, really helpful. So uh, I'll have to get that. I'll see if I can get the name of it over to you. It's really, it's really useful. I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to. And uh, if you do, I'll make sure to share it in the notes in the in the comments too. Um, so the second part we're going to do here, where we look at three of the cards you want to add to your collection, I like to get those up front. So you sent me those, uh, but I also like to keep the the three of your favorite in your collection as a surprise to me, because uh, I like to not know what they're going to be. So if you are ready, I would love to see the first card of the three of your favorite in your collection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I had a difficult time just determining this, but I decided to go, the first one is to go with the, this way, the Tops 1969 second year Nolan Ryan card. So this one I picked up online for, um, on eBay. I think I won it in an auction for about $200. One of my very few eBay auctions and so i mean the card it is in really nice shape overall the back of the back of it's nice there's some minor issues with it but as far as centering goes it's pretty nice and so i sent it in got it uh got it graded and came back a five i was really really pleased with it i do have the nolan rookie but there's something about the second year cards their first solo cards that just kind of stand out for me and this one's just 
I don't know what he's doing here. I don't know. I don't know if he's just posing with a follow through sort of thing going on with it. But yeah, I mean, any any card with Nolan Ryan in a Mets uniform, awesome. Yeah, and I've heard that a bunch of times. Where although the the year before is his uh, rookie card, where he's on, you know, with some another player, um, the people prefer from a card standpoint. And I agree, the second year card, similar to Larry Bird. Uh, who actually, you know, his first, his second year card is actually his first solo card. We'll get into that, but um, I, I think that is a beautiful five. I mean, just from, from this view here, the centering is fantastic on that one too. So it has great eye appeal. Yeah, that was uh, that was important to um, to make sure that I was able to because there are certain players who I will personally collect that I will pay premiums for. Nolan Ryan is one of them. Um, I hope you don't mind me bringing this up. This is something interesting that I that I discovered about certain players, and I think Nolan Ryan is definitely definitely part of this category. I don't know if you ever noticed, but like if you compare a Ferguson Jenkins rookie card to his second year, and you let's say I think a Ferguson Jenkins rookie card, like let's go let's go PSA seven baseline, goes for about two hundred two fifty. His, or I'm sorry, his 66 goes for two, 250. His 67 goes for about 100 bucks. And so if you do the percentage differential between those two, it's like about a 50% drop. So there's like a 50% drop in that. Whereas I would imagine that I would think Ferguson Jenkins rookie card versus the second year would have a much, much, much more drastic drop. I would imagine the second year card would be like $20, $30. Whereas... If you look at a Nolan Ryan second year card, this one, this card is maybe worth, you know, as a five, it's, you know, maybe worth three, $400. But generally speaking, um, a Nolan Ryan rookie in a PSA seven is probably worth almost 10, you know, 10,000. I don't know, whatever the number is there. The drop offs between a, a roller rookie card of a, of an established hall of famer, uh, versus their second year has an 80 or 90 percent drop off. It's really interesting. So versus the Ferguson, Ferguson Jenkins, who's kind of like a second ranked in the hobby world, has a um, a, sl- a slimmer margin. Sorry, I, I hate to go. I hate to be analytical for a second, but it was on my no, mind. I, like and I, just, I love that stuff. Love it. It's just interesting to me that there's a huge, a bigger drop off for some of the star cards between their rookie card and second year, whereas you would expect a higher percentage drop off for the second ranked because really, you know, uh, Ferguson Jenkins is not as popular as Nolan Ryan in the hobby, and his rookie card is desired, but his second year surprisingly is pretty desired in in between, and when you look at the numbers. And uh, have you checked like the populations? Are they pretty similar as far as like the discrepancy in how um, you know how how many are in the pop reports for the two? I haven't looked that deep. I've really, honestly, I've been very basic in this research. I've only I've only looked at comps online of what they're selling, like one thirty point. I've seen on average what they sell for, and so it's just interesting to see the difference in drop off between a sixty eight Ryan and a sixty nine Ryan. It's night and day difference that is very interesting let let us know in the comments what you guys think uh as far as 
maybe reasons why, or, um, you know, if you've noticed the same thing with other players too, for, as far as that gap, uh, love to hear different opinions and uh, perspectives on that. Cause that is a very interesting take. And I like that. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to card number two. Card number two. This one I picked up through a Facebook vendor. Uh, I belong to a number of groups. One of them is it's a vintage group. And there was a guy who was selling this card for in uh, raw for about two two fifty. And that is my tops nineteen fifty four Willie Mays. And getting this back as a two uh, graded in a two and a half was a huge thrill for me. I was expecting this to get an authentic, an authentic, uh, authenticate, eh, an authenticated grade, but I was really pleased with the return. It's the oldest Willie Mays car that I own in my collection. I love the yellow backdrop, the insignia in the upper right corner, his profile shot, and an action shot all in one. Uh, 54 to me is a great design and just a great year for rookie cards. Uh, so you have like Al Kaline and Hank Aaron and uh, just, yeah, a great year. And I'm actually working right now on hopefully building the entire New York Giants uh, team. Nice. That is such a great card. Uh, I agree with the yellow background. I love the backs of those cards too with the, the just the green green and other different colors. Such a, such an awesome back of a card there. And yeah. the image on that too, where you got Willie Mays with a big smile and then taking a swing. Oh, yeah. I mean, cause you know, there are some, some cards of pretty much a, a lot of the players, but uh, Willie Mays, he does have some cards where, you know, he doesn't look so happy on it, on them. Um, whereas <laughs> this one, if you, if you like one where he lo- he's got that big smile and everything, that's a Great card. I don't have that one, but that that would definitely be one that I would like to get in my collection at some point. Yeah, and I think they're still, you know, they're reasonably priced. Um, you can definitely find them in this low grade condition. I think the two and a half probably goes for about four, you know, four fifty. Um, so I mean, obviously, you know, for anybody, for any uh, any um, any most collectors. Uh, trying to get a rookie card is completely out of reality. Uh, I couldn't afford a rookie card if, if I even had a chance to. So this is a great, you know, good card to have. If you can't afford the rookie, it's still reasonably priced. And I can't imagine it's going to go, it's going to stay steady. It's probably going to go up in the future. I mean, Willie Mays is up there with some of the big names. Totally agree. And uh, another example from this, perspective here it has great coloring on it uh the centering looks good so uh, a beautiful 2.5 perfect example of buying the card and the grade really doesn't matter on those type of cards where they just yeah. it's all about eye appeal and that that has tremendous eye appeal thank you so well, all right let's go card number three so card number three uh this one i bought at a show in um right around the holidays in yeah 2021 and this one again kind of leaning back to willie mays you can't really afford the rookie card because it's just out of reach this player also his rookie card is completely out of reach but his second year again is still reasonably priced and i bought this one raw and i sent it in for grading that is the fleer 
1961, Bill Russell, his second, wow. his classified as a second year despite the the gap in time because the basketball cards they weren't generating between 57 and 61 they weren't generating uh, any cards any for any uh, tops or Fleer so there was a huge gap in time so this is considered his second year. Wow, look at that! That card now, is. If you're, if you're wondering why it's graded at two, I'll explain. You can't really I tell was from that. Yeah. <laughs> You can't really tell from the photo. It's a real shame, but um, the reason why is there is a strong crease that goes across his name. The centering on this is unheard of. Can't f- this this set is known for for having horrible centering issues, um, and it's a shame that this one came to crease. But again, it's. Uh, I saw the guy had one for, uh, in a raw condition or in raw, and I was I figured you know what I don't have a Bill Russell in my collection. Decide I figured I need to go ahead and just go with it, and made the purchase. What a card! Uh, so I'm I'm definitely biased to that. Not only being a, a huge Celtics fan my whole life, of course I love Bill Russell. Um, I have that card. Now, I I have it in a, this is funny, I have it in a PSA 7, okay? Um, but I'm telling you right now, I can't see the crease from, from this no. perspective either, but your card has far better, better centering, and I would even say coloring, than my PSA 7. I got my PSA 7 back. That card has run tremendously. I mean, when I got my PSA 7, I got it for uh, I think it was like 500 bucks. It was a pretty big purchase at the time, but it was like three or four years ago. I also bought the in-action card from that from that set, and that was even less. That was like 300 bucks for I have that in a PSA seven too. But now those I mean have run so much. Um, but to to that to that card there a two, it looks better than my seven. I, I'm just saying it. I mean, the crease. I'm sure you could see the crease if you look real close, but from arm's yeah. length or in this perspective here, it's, it looks better than my seven. So that's a perfect example again of grades don't really matter that much with, when it comes to vintage cards. No, <laughs> especially cards that you're going to keep in your collection. So, I mean, imagine like your sevens that you have, I imagine those cards are permanent collections. They're not moving anywhere. Um, no, nope. I mean, these cards are obviously more common than the tops 57 rookie card, but uh, they're still, there's, they're just, if you want, if I'll put it this way, if you really want, if you wanted to sell this, you'd have a bunch of people at your door waiting to make an offer. So, oh yeah. While while it is more common to find these cards, it's still very special. Great card! Wow, you really, you really knocked it out of the park, man, with those three. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, and you know what else I just thought of? I love, I love the beginning of your um, all your videos where you have the organ playing. It makes me feel like it, it takes me back to when I was a kid walking into Fenway Park, go, coming out from the tunnel and hearing the organ playing and batting practices happening. I get that feeling every time I watch one of your videos. So I, I just thought of that. I wanted, I made, wanted to make sure I, I, uh, I appreciate that. It's funny because I hate the movie Grease. I can't stand it, but. Uh, <laughs> And I mean that's the that's like the I guess the main song from Greece. I don't even know the name of it to be honest with you. I just you know I just I know Greece is catchy, 
So, and well, you know, what better to hear it through an organ? Because uh, when you hear an organ like that, you think of clean-cut grass, hot dogs, and um, yeah, and just the the great action of baseball. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even put together grease or anything like that. I just thought Fenway Park, right? That that's like what popped in my head when I hear it. So, anyway, well, again, I'm glad that, I'm glad that the impression. It's a good idea too. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the three cards. Now, you sent me these ahead of time, the three cards that you'd like to add to your collection in the future. Let me pull up Card Ladder here, and I can uh, pull up the first one. One sec. All right, so the first one you sent me was, let's stick with uh, Mr. Russell, the 1957 Bill Russell Tops Rookie Card. Now that that's let's get a more uh, realistic example here. One second. Sure. Let's find a PSA one. That's realistic. Yeah. <laughs> that's <what> I'm thinking. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's go PSA one because this is an expensive card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was looking at them recently. Just you know, kind of. There was one guy who was selling the one for like about four thousand dollars. It was tempting. I'm not gonna lie. It was tempting, but. Yeah, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of money to throw away. And what I have pulled up here, this is a, um, a PSA one example. This one, uh, this card here, sold on August thirty first, and um, it sold for thirty four hundred bucks. So that give you an example of how expensive the card is. In a PSA yeah. one, you're looking at over three thousand dollars for this card, which actually is quite cheap. Um, that. That would be more in my wheelhouse. <laughs> um, just, just saying that you know the I, I don't know what it is. I think the 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 thought of just having a Bill Russell having a Bill Russell rookie card in your collection, there's I don't know. I, I can't really come up with a word for it. I try to you know try to psych myself out and of potentially just splurging, but because of the fact that you know it's when at the end of the day it's card it's a baseball card or a basketball card so um i don't know it's hard to really put into words i know at some point maybe i'll be able to make a trade for it or do something but right now i guess if you are going to invest in a bill russell rookie card now is the time to do it have you seen any like raw copies of this card for sale at shows or is it mostly a card that's already been graded when I was at the National, I saw one that was raw and it was in great shape. And they, the one thing is that they'll ask, they'll ask for a lot of money for the raw cards because dealers don't want to feel, probably don't want to feel like they're losing out. So they don't want to feel like they're losing out potentially on money that they can earn on a raw card because the person who buys it is likely going to grade it. And so, yeah, you'll find that card raw sometimes, but you'll find it for a premium. Got it. Yep. That's a card that is definitely on my list too. Um, And let's, let's, let's move to the second card. Now this card, I do not have to pull up card ladder because I'm lucky enough. I do have a copy of this card already. This is the, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, the 1980 tops, Larry bird, magic Johnson, rookie card uh, that also features Dr. J and Beautiful. let me show here, get a better screen there. This is a copy I have. Oh, wow. 
Excuse my cat who decided to uh, walk up in front of me. All right. Is so that, we got, uh, that's a six? Yeah, it's a, a Yep. And okay. I actually, I, I mean, I this is, I'm such a Larry Bird fan that I actually have two copies. I have, and I'll tell you why. Um, let me pull this up here. All right. So I also have a PSA 8. Oh, wow. Okay. So why why the 6? So it's a if you look at the 6, you you may know this about these, but a lot of them, I don't know the percentage, but a lot have a print line right on the lower right-hand corner there under Johnson, Magic Johnson. Yep. It's like a black horizontal line. Um Yes. When I bought this one, this was a, a decent while back. Um I bought this online, like I mentioned, I that's where I do all my buying. Now one of the problems is you sometimes, you know, it wasn't a great picture and I didn't know it had the print line. Now it doesn't make it a card that I don't want or it's still a great card with the print line. But a little while after that, I had it in my head, like, Hey, I really would like one without the print line if I could. And I kind of went for it. I went for the PSA eight. Um, so eventually I may, may look to, to sell or trade the, the six because I'm not really a doubles guy, even with my favorite players. Or my uh, like Larry Bird's the basketball player I collect, um, but I I'm still not really a doubles guy, so I only really want long term one copy. Uh, so I I haven't done it yet because it's just I have such a hard time selling cards <laughs> that. Um, but eventually I probably will try to sell the six and and just keep. Is it that a matter of just? Is it a matter of just having being difficult to let go? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I could. It's. I know I could easily just throw it up on eBay and sell it very easily, but. Yeah, it's just the emotional attachment. Like, I don't want to sell it, but I yeah. should. At some point, I definitely should. I just haven't yet, so I still have the two copies of, of that card. It's my favorite well, basketball you, card ever. If you decide to sell it, let me know. All right. <laughs> I will. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely be an interested party. Okay. And, and the thing with this card, it's not a um, it's not a rare card. If, you, if There's a lot of these out there when you compare it to some of the other. I, I still consider it a vintage card. From 1980 but um other than uh, if you're looking at real real high grades psa nines even in psa eight there's a lot of them out there seven sixes there's thousands that you could that you could have um and the price has come down a lot on these if you if you i mean not if you look out you know three plus years but if you look back even a couple years ago like these were these were selling for probably like double of what they uh sell for now so I think it's probably a good time if you're in the market for that card. It's it's probably a, a good time to make a move on that card. There's a lot out there, and um, the price I think is in a decent spot compared to where it has been. So, well, that that yeah, it's there's definitely uh, you're right. There are definitely a lot out there, and that's actually I was gonna make a make make a mention that that is one card that I will not buy raw. Right. Uh, because it's my again just education but um there was a there was a reprint and the reprint has no doesn't from my understanding there's not much of a distinguishment between distinguishment between the two um but again i i'm not 100 percent sure i haven't done the proper research so that's one card that if i were to buy i wouldn't buy that raw agreed totally yeah and the last one is unfortunately a card I don't have, so I can't show it, but it is a 
Awesome card. Awesome card. 1952 tops. Willie Mays. Boom. There it is. Nice. All right. Nice. So there we are. PSA one. Willie Mays. 52 tops. Beautiful card. That's actually not bad. 2300. I mean, I was expecting it to be more. It's, yeah, so it's, it's fascinating yeah. to me. You have that, and you compare that to the Bill Russell, which sold for about thirty-four, thirty-five hundred. Yeah, this it one sold on there. eBay. Sold on eBay on August tenth, and, and I'll tell you, this is a very—I mean, it's got creases and so forth. But look at the centering on that. In, impeccable. Yeah, I just find it. I you know, I don't think there's. I mean, would you agree that baseball cards are more popular than basketball cards? Yes. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. With, I think it's going to depend on the the age of the person. Um, let's, let's say vintage. Vintage. Well, for me, yes. I, vintage baseball is my, that's my uh, favorite type of cards. But yeah, you know what? You're right. Baseball cards still are the most popular. You're right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think because, yeah, baseball cards, because I think that's baseball cards was what started it all essentially right. you know you go back in time to the t206 era but my point is that what i was getting at was i was you know it's interesting that it sold for 20 you know, about 2500 and then you had the bill russell sell for about 30 3500 and yeah it's just an interesting uh contrast there between prices because you'd, you'd think that willie mays would go for a lot more you're right and uh i think some of it well if you look at the the population 286 and yeah. i believe the bill russell was uh i think it was only like 30 in you a, know what, in actually, this brings a good point because there's multiple there's bowman as well so there's more a little a little more variety in what kind of card you want from uh for willie mays whereas bill russell just has that one rookie card so i guess that factor has to get thrown in there yeah and, and you know there'd be people that th again i don't consider this willie mays's rookie card but 52 no. tops is so powerful that it almost you can put it on that same plane as far as like pricing as, as a rookie card. So yeah. it has that Mickey Mantle effect ultimately because I mean that's the card that everybody everybody recognizes. So because Mickey Mantle's 52 gets recognized, then all the other Hall of Famers kind of get a nice little lift as well. Yep. And I believe this card was also on um Mike Junkwax Heroes uh, list as well as, as uh, one of the cards. So you have competition. And I think surprise would be on my list. I didn't think so. He this was on his uh, on his want list. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm oh, very. Wow. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure this was one on his want list. Yep. I figured he'd um, you know he'd be going after like some of the um, the Red Sox, like like a Ted Williams rookie card. Unless he has one, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Mike. Mike, let us know in the comments. Let us know what uh, what the deal is here. But hey, I, how could I ever argue with this being a card that someone wants? I mean, I think everyone no, wants. No, 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 of course. Yeah. No, there's, yeah, that's uh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, I, I'd imagine it'd be on a lot of people's want lists. Uh, I mean, if you were to find one around, I mean, just ha again, owning one game changer completely in a, in a personal collection. Yeah, no matter what your intent is, uh, I know from your channel that you're a huge Willie Mays fan. Um, from you know your family and everything, you, you're, you, I think you said your dad was a big Willie Mays fan too. Um, I yeah, or my, was it something like my that, grandfather. Right? My grandfather yeah. as a kid went to the Polo Grounds a number of times. 
I want to say he was there for the for uh, for the Bobby Thompson shot, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, yeah, so it's funny because there, you know, I I work in the city and I drive by that area almost every day when I drive home, uh, where the polo grounds used to sit, and so it's kind of you know it kind of gives you goosebumps a little bit, you know, because it's you it's almost like you're driving through history. Well, if you can see, I got the Mickey Mantle shirt on. That Bobby Thompson shot changed the course of, of so much history. Um, if you think about if he never hit that, the Giants don't make the World Series. And then mm-hmm. Willie Mays never hits that fly ball that Mickey Mantle steps on the drain and ruins his knee. And, and the, you know, and who knows? Who knows what things would have happened after oh, that? That's a, that's a slippery slope, honestly. Because yeah. then, you, then you have to include Joe DiMaggio in the conversation because – Joe DiMaggio knew about that drain, about that, uh, about that drain that was out in the in the outfield. And from what I understand, he did not tell Mickey Mantle about it. He, because I know, because you know, Mickey Mantle was coming up, and he was the new, you know, he was the the exciting player that everybody was thinking he was going to be the next big thing. And Joe DiMaggio was not ready to give up his man. No pun, no pun intended. Give up his mantle. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a DiMaggio guy. I respect him as a player but so many stories that he was like one story that I could never get out of my head is that after he was retired anytime he was um introduced or anything like that he made sure that they called him the greatest living player um you know stuff like that where it's just obviously had a huge ego and um you know what a player all-time great but yeah I'm not a big I don't have any DiMaggio cards really for that reason uh, they're expensive, and I just—it's not a, not something I would connect with, you know, and, and want to spend a lot of money on his cards just because I have a bad feeling about him. I don't, you know, <laughs> he's probably a nice guy, but just the stories I've heard—that's the way the hobby works. You you gotta you gotta really love a player's story for me to spend big money on him, and oh, yeah. you know, for that reason, I I wouldn't. No, it's yeah. I mean, there are certain players that I wouldn't go out of my way for unless the price was right. But uh, yeah, I mean, there are certain players I think we'd all pay a premium for depending on who it was, who it is. So I'm with you there. I don't think I'd go out of my way to spend thousands of dollars on a DiMaggio card. But you know what? People are probably saying, well, you collect Mickey Mantle cards. He, you know, I'm sure he, uh, you could make a case that he made, <laughs> he made some bad choices in his life too. So it's all relative. It's all opinion. And, and, um, who you like and who you want to collect. So, and there's nothing right. wrong with that because that's just, you know, there's no, there's no right or wrong for collecting. It's a popularity contest. That's, I always say people wonder like, well, why is this player? He wasn't as good, but he, his cards sell for more, higher prices. Well, because that player is more popular and that's all it is. That's, that's mm-hmm. really what determines prices and, and the rarity. So, yeah. um, yep. All right, Sammy, let's, uh, the last part I like to do here, if possible, Mike mm-hmm. Junkwax Hero referred you. And uh, if you have anyone that you could recommend that I could try to set one of these up with in the future, I would really appreciate it. Uh, so there's a new YouTuber, uh, content creator, who, young kid, I want to say he's 19, 20 years old. Um, I mean, I wish at that age that I could be as enthusiastic about vintage but at that time i was 
chasing girls in school. So that for it. So his name, he goes by the YouTube name Ballpark Memories, Ballpark. and yeah, really, um, really knowledgeable, uh, really smart, knows a lot about the hobby, gives great advice, um, and he's new and definitely want to be able to build up his uh, build up his sub count and get him more involved. Awesome. I really appreciate that. And um, I thought you were going to say the, the, the one I actually have scheduled next for next week is with um, Dom of Staven sports cards. I know he's a, he's a young guy and he does vintage too. So I was, I was thinking you might've got to, you were going to say his name, but I'm glad you mentioned another one. So now I have another one on the list. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, he's, I think he sells at shows with his dad um, and he actually inspired me because he, I think you, you and I are very much alike in the sense that we tend to hold on to our collections really, really strongly. We don't, we're so, it's so apprehensive on selling our cards. He actually will hold on to certain cards and sell some of them over time to be able to reinvest in, in older, maybe older cards that he really wants. And so I've been doing that, you know, I mean, I've been, Hold, hoarding and holding onto cards for so long that I've decided I'm like, you know what, that's a good idea because I have like a 65 Brooks Robinson and I'm not a you know huge Brooks Robinson collector. I just got it because I was building a 65 set, but I'm getting out of the whole set building phase. So I think it's a good opportunity to start moving some stuff in order to reinvest into some uh, older cards that I would really want to have. And so for that reason, I'm going to nominate Ballpark Memories. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. And uh, Sammy, I look forward to keep watching your videos as they come out. Um, you, did, did, did the, you had a contest going too. Did that end? Yeah, that one ended. Uh, I'm getting close to 900 subs. So I want to be able to do, I was going to do like a kind of like a off the cuff giveaway. Uh, for 900 but the big one i want to do hopefully by the end of the year is if i hit 1000 do a live stream give away a bunch of prizes i think that'd be a lot of fun awesome yeah i missed that last one but if you ever do another one uh where it's video responses i'll make sure to get in on that awesome all right sammy well thanks again for doing this i really appreciate it and um if you do make it to the national and I'm able to, too, I would look forward to meeting you. That'd be great. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Adam. I appreciate you having me, man. All right. Thanks again.